The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest. W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity brought to you by Mamitas, my favorite tequila hard seltzer made with real tequila. It's only 95 calories with a 5% ABV, so you know it will get the job done. If you saw my Instagram stories this weekend, my dad did a little taste test. I was drinking one of the lime ones, which is amazing because they come in four delicious flavors, mango, pineapple, paloma, and lime. Usually I'm a paloma girl, but I like them all. My dad was drinking mango. Um, honestly, you can't go wrong. They are mucho delicious. They come in four packs or variety eight packs. So be sure to get yours and follow them at Drink Mamitas and keep tagging me so we could do a little virtual cheers together. Um, okay, guys, I feel as though I've been gone forever, even though I really haven't. But with Memorial Day weekend last weekend, I had to record in advance. So I miss being on the mic. I miss talking to you guys. A week just seems too long sometimes to connect with the T-Tribe. But I'm back in studio with my producer, Mackenzie. What's going on? Nothing much. I also was like your dad with the mamitas. I was dying. (laughs) I was like, he looks like a legend. (laughs) Oh, my dad is. I always joke. I'm like, my dad is a stoolie. Oh, yeah. He is so. And he doesn't even know he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is such a boy's boy. We were kind of just talking about this off air. Like, man. Menly men. Yeah. My dad is just like loves to drink beer, loves to drink tequila. Real fun guy. Sixty five, acts like he's thirty five. Yeah, no, he looked like he was having the best time. Was, I loved it. We went out to dinner on Saturday night, me, him, and my mom, mm-hmm. and we finished at like ten. And he yeah. was like, "Okay, where you want to go next?" Oh my God. <laughs> me and like, my mom were like, "Home." You're like, "Yeah, we're tired." Um, yeah, we were like to bed. Yeah, he was. Come on, you guys are boring. That's amazing. I love it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then my, my mom gets mad, and I'm like, "Mom, look, it's better than like having a farty old." husband that just yeah. wants to sit inside oh, all day a hundred percent yeah for sure she secretly loves it <laughs> um so it is hot as hell in new york city it is a freaking sauna outside it's actually disgusting but there's so much i want to catch you guys up on if you are new here and you're tuning in let me just give you a little breakdown of what you're getting into so I start the episodes off with a little personal life update then I jump into my guest interview today we have Audrey Peters from TikTok she is amazing it's a great interview and then we jump into the ask Alyssa advice segment where Audrey helps me answer some questions that you guys wrote in and then as always we will finish with the spill the tea segment where I dish on what's happening in pop culture and we'll talk about the bachelor and and Logan Paul and Tyler C's bulge and all of that Um, but first let me just update you guys a little bit on moi. Um, I had a week last week where my anxiety was probably the worst it's been in like a few months. It was just kind of out of control. I'm feeling much better. Um, I think I've learned kind of more how to pull myself out of it a little bit. So I've been definitely doing a little bit of my self-care scribble sessions, just journaling and letting out my feelings. Um, obviously talking to my therapist always helps because she's like God sent. And then I kind of just had this moment last week where this is like weird, but I started crying happy tears because I felt just like grateful that I have the 
people in place in my life now to help me overcome these things. And I realized that that like being able to hire people to help me comes with like privilege and comes with, you know, I'm so lucky to have that. So I had this like happy cry of feeling grateful with the fact that I have a therapist who I love. I um, have a trainer who's like been incredible. I don't like necessarily physically look different, but I've been feeling much stronger. Like now when I work out with him, the first day we did this like warm up and I was winded Mm -hmm. and now I do it and I'm like, good. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, I just feel, I made this word um, for 2021 when I made my vision board, I assigned like a word to the year 2021 Mm -hmm. and I made my word progress. Oh, okay. And I felt like I did so much self-work in 2020 with the pandemic in terms of like, identifying what I didn't like in myself, what I wanted to fix. And then 2021, I was like, I want this to be the year of progress to push things forward. Mm -hmm. So doing all of these things, like I've just seen so much self-growth in myself, like in the way I'm thinking about food, in the way I'm thinking about my confidence, my body image, um, the way I'm like physically getting stronger, all these little things. So I feel like I'm making progress and that makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, and then I get messages from the tea tribe being like, you're the reason why I started therapy or yeah. And it makes me feel really good because I feel like we're all on this self care journey together and I might not always talk about it on the podcast each week, but it's something that I'm working on every single day of my life. Like it consumes me because I just want to, you know, I feel like now that I'm doing the fitness stuff and I've gotten like the confidence and the food stuff. Now my next step is like meeting someone Mm -hmm. and that's like my therapist was like, that's the next thing that you have to manifest. So I feel like that's the next piece of it for me. Just getting back out there with dating. Mm -hmm. I actually had a guy ask me on a date on a dating app and he sent me his number. So I have to text him. Oh, good. And maybe progress something. Progress. (laughs) Right. I know. So I think the dating apps are a little discouraging for me still because I'm not even matching with anyone. And I don't know if it's because I'm so picky and I'm hardly swiping for anyone. Yeah. Or it's like I'll swipe for like one out of every 100 people. Yeah. And then the chance of matching back. Right. Are is slim. Yeah. Um, it's like a little disheartening sometimes when you're like, who is out there? Right. I it, know. It feels really... Um, hopeless sometimes yeah my roommate and I were just talking about it like you kind of have to it's like that cliche thing where you say oh like it finds you when you're not looking for Mm -hmm. it so you kind of just have to like let it happen almost I've had this weird um faith in the fact that it's gonna happen so that's why I think I don't put that much pressure on dating apps because obviously like I live my life word by word to what that medium told me which maybe is me being naive or blind but you know what he told me great things, so if I could put my energy into positive stuff, exactly. whatever. Why not? Yeah. But basically what he said was that my grandma um, was my guardian angel and that she was guiding me and she was going to help me find my person mm-hmm. and she was going to handpick him and bring him to me oh. and that we would meet in a, in an like, ironic way. Oh. So I don't know if that, that could be Ama. I don't know what that means. It could be anything. But in my head, I'm like, okay he's coming and maybe that's now that the world is back open that's true and I'm going out or maybe it's through work maybe a friend of a friend somewhere you just don't know so I think I'm just kind of trying to just like trust Mm -hmm. the fact that I'll meet someone 
like I think when you feel fully whole within yourself is when someone comes into your life. Yeah. And I think I'm like nearing that point where I'm fully getting aligned. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just like. You're ready. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. That's how I really feel. Mm -hmm. And I said to my friend the other day, I was like, I feel like it's going to happen for me really soon. And she goes, I feel that way too. Oh my God. About me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she just had a gut instinct. I think because I've just done so much work on myself. Um, So yeah. So anyway, that's a little personal life update. Obviously, I always am um, honest with you guys and vulnerable. And um, I think this is just the stuff that we all go through. And I think there's sometimes like podcasts out there where girls are like, yeah, I went on five dates last week and I did this and I did that. And it's like, that's not the reality for everyone. And like, this is my reality. And I think a lot more people are kind of suffering silently with the, my reality yeah, yeah. than oh, the latter. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely what it is. Right? Like, no one oh, will admit it. I know. But it's true. Because I think right now on social media, it's so easy to have FOMO. Oh, yes. Like with people in Montauk, people in Nantucket, people flying to Miami. People, yeah. Everyone's, because the world is back open up, everyone has like these hot summer bodies, these rich summer plans. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are these... 22 year olds affording this right i don't I get know. it it's crazy and half of them are just like famous from tiktok or something yes. so they, i have like so many friends just from that and they're doing so many cool things and they're just millionaires oh my god I but can't. it's just not realistic for anyone else it isn't no and i think even for me like i had such a low-key weekend helping my parents pack up their house because they're um my parents are they sold their house in north jersey and they're um, living in my shore house for the summer and then at the end of the summer we're knocking down my shore house and then they're going to build their like permanent forever home oh. on that same plot of land yeah oh that's awesome so we're going through the motions of like packing up our north jersey house yeah. and then you know getting everything in order so i had such a low-key weekend which i was fine with because the weekend before i went out three nights in a row i was wild i don't even know who i was <laughs> and i had such a fun weekend the weekend before but this weekend like i had to keep reminding myself like no it's good to relax yeah i had the same thing like on sunday i did nothing but like clean and work out and i was like no it actually feels really good i'd rather be doing this than going out and drinking and being hung over yeah exactly but then you look on social media and everyone's like in me yeah you're like Tulum yeah Tulum how'd you even get there like what are we doing oh my god and then I'm like trying to beg my friends to go on a trip to Greece with me I just want like a single girls trip before we're all like tied down because Mykonos is like such a fun party place Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm pushing it on them and I need people to get on my level (laughs) I'm like let's go to Mykonos we've been cooped up for two freaking years basically exactly I need to let loose like I want to just let off some steam oh 100% yeah yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to go to Mykonos. I'm also probably going to try to plan a trip to L.A. Um, so just like thank God for the vaccine. And as you guys know, therapy is something obviously I talk about very openly. And um, it is something that's serious. And the last year has been so hard on a lot of people. And that's why I'm really, 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 really excited to have a new partner. And it is BetterHelp. And this is actually a partner that I've really wanted to have because there's nothing I want more than like a code to give you guys for therapy because I know it could be expensive and I know it could be really, really hard to find a therapist that works for you. Um, I've actually used BetterHelp in the past. So this isn't like 
something that I've never used or something that I've never tried. It's actually a service that I've used and really had success with. It is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Um, my therapist that I was working with there, we didn't. We just did phone sessions. I actually never did video, but you can. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you could start communicating with your therapist in just 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and my listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Alyssa. That's B-E-T-T-E-R. H-E-L-P dot com slash Alyssa. And again, I'm just really excited to have that code for you guys. I hope you take advantage of it. And um, I hope that you, you know, join this therapy journey with me. Um, But anyway, I asked something on my stories this weekend. I was on my way down the shore, just like bored on the train. And I was like, instead of doing a Q&A, because I get so sick of being like, my favorite color is this, my hair, you know. Yeah. I was like, what could I ask people that's fun? So I put on my Instagram stories, um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you should. It's, it's a hoop. I put, um, tell me something scandalous yeah so I'm thinking people are gonna be like you know I I peed my pants in second grade yeah (laughs) you guys the tea tribe is actually iconic and like even you guys realize you're iconic because the tea tribe will dm me and be like we are savage and I'm like we are (laughs) so someone wrote in and she said my first threesome was with a guy and his girlfriend he had been cheating on her with me for a year prior so I was like Oh my God. So I posted it and I said, um, when I said scandalous, this is exactly what I meant. Jaw on the floor. One, how did you feel being the mistress? Two, did his girlfriend ever have an inkling? Three, how did the threesome come about? Four, did the girlfriend feel FOMO during? Five, did you enjoy it? So everyone was DMing me like, we need updates from her. We need to know. We need to know. We need to know. So I'm like, guys, I I agree. But like, I'm waiting for her to write into me. There's only so much I could do. Right. If she doesn't want to share the story, we're never going to have answers. Exactly. So I check my tea with publicity Instagram account. And there she is in (laughs) all her glory. She's in my DMs. And I was like, wow. Okay. The story is even better than I could have imagined. And it's very long, but you guys deserve the details. Yeah, definitely. It really far exceeds my expectations. And some of this, like all guys, I'm going to say what she said on the podcast, but when we're editing this for like TikTok, we might have to bleep out what I'm saying because. Oh yeah. We'll get like shadow banned or something. (laughs) Some of it is hardcore. Okay. She said to preface this, it is definitely not my proudest moment, but I feel like we all go through a phase that is particularly young and dumb. And this was right in the middle of mine. I had known this guy for a while and we were super close friends, but there was always an underlying chemistry. He met his girlfriend shortly after meeting me, but I was only dating girls at the time, so we were happy to be friends. About a year later, me, the guy, and our two close friends went on vacation together to a resort. The girlfriend didn't come with. The vacation vibes were immaculate, and so we were all super relaxed. Halfway through the vacation, he pulled me aside and told me he had a huge crush on me, and we made out. I told myself it was just a drunken vacation thing and to not overthink it. 
When we got back home, it began to become a regular thing that at the end of the night, we would sneak off and make out drunk. Finally, after a particularly wild night, he took me aside and said, tonight I'm going to take you home and make you come. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I told you it gets dirty. <laughs> she said, we went back to my place and he made me, same word, seven times. After that, I was obviously addicted, so it became a kind of regular thing. Seven times. Oh my gosh. We had been friends for a while and I'm super commitment phobic. So this was actually a pretty good situation for me. I wasn't a huge fan of his girlfriend and I found she didn't treat me the best. So I didn't feel too bad being the other woman. I also knew I wasn't the only person he had cheated on her with. So it was kind of an it's not me. Then it will be someone else sort of situation. The only time I think she got an inkling was when she saw some messages between us, but he was like, oh, she only dates girls, so she moved on from it. The threesome happened after another crazy night out. We partied until the bar closed and then all ended up in the same Uber, Uber back to their place. Obviously, who did what first was kind of blurry, but next thing you know, she and I were making out and then he joined. I think the guy and I were smart enough to kind of subconsciously agree that she was the priority that night. Things got pretty wild, ropes, etc. Uh, <laughs> but she was definitely the star of the show. It was honestly super fun, even though the circumstances were not ideal. I would totally do it again, but ideally in a more open and honest situation. He ended up breaking up with her when he realized that constantly cheating on someone for more than half a relationship is probably a bad sign. He and I hooked up a few times after that, but to, but to be honest, some of the spark was gone now that there was no danger. She said, sorry if this is super long, but it is super juicy. Totally happy to answer any questions. And then she also said, um, also, he and I hooked up for the last time on New Year's Eve 2020. So I feel the pandemic may have been my karma since I haven't had sex for a year. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. <laughs> wow. That's literally, I'm, that's all I can say. Wow. Isn't it better than you thought? It's also the way she detailed it yeah is actually so excellent like she gave every single detail that you needed but it makes so much like it I could wrap my head around the fact that like she was dating girls because sometimes that's what I don't get with threesomes if you're not into the same sex one person in the threesome has to be with someone of the same sex right so if you're not into that how do you proceed yeah. do you get what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. but because she was like into both men and women it made sense it made sense mm -hmm. but I don't know I just loved it um far exceeded my expectations so that my friends is how it unfolded I think I'm going to keep playing this game on my Instagram stories and then make it like a segment on the pod maybe we could merge it in with ask Alyssa where we just talk about people's like scandalous situations and I'd love to give my advice or just my reaction because you guys had my jaw on the floor people were writing in saying that they were um the girl said that she was her dad's hidden family yes oh I saw that one so basically like her and whatever her mom were the the other women yes and then he had a whole nother family with three other kids and she never met them and she didn't think they knew about her and I got a few people DMing me saying I'm also my dad's hidden family that's crazy did that did she say that she knew she was the other family or she found out she found out I okay think. yeah but I also know people growing up that were the other really? like yeah like the, I think this happens a, like kind yeah, of yeah, a lot often yeah not like I think it, people cheat and then they have 
two full separate lives yeah it's crazy i know which i can't even like have one life and manage it so i don't know how people have two and just completely hide it like i literally crazy. can't even text two guys at no, the same time yeah, i'm like <laughs> accidentally send a screenshot to the person that i was like talking shit about like it's like i think yeah. women have like less emotional capacity to like do things like that i mean this is not scientific no. but i think we're more like naturally empathetic perhaps yeah, like emotion men. like yeah. i i I really mean like the way we're built yes. like I think me, we men kind of like com- can compartmentalize things. yes and they can yeah and they can like be emotionless about stuff I guess I think so I mean again I don't there's no science to this no who knows <laughs> um but yeah so that is the story I'll do that again with you guys that was so fun we are going to hop into the interview with Audrey Peters and then her and I um dish out advice during the ask Alyssa segment and then stay tuned until the end because I'm going to spill the tea on Katie season of the bachelorette we're going to talk about Tyler Cameron and his bulge that is making the rounds on the internet and then of course we're going to talk about the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight okay here's the interview Okay, guys, I am sitting here with Audrey Peters. Peters or Peter? Peters. Peters, I thought so. My TikTok slash IRL friend. Oh, my God. Hi, you guys. We color coordinated. Accidentally. Accidentally. Totally accidentally. But that doesn't surprise me. At all. In the slightest. (laughs) So, okay, I have so many things I want to get into talking to you about, but let's start off a little light. Let's go. We both have curtain bangs. Oh, a problem I did not ever foresee. I have to now get my blown my hair blown out um, twice a week. I can't do it on my own. I don't know how you do it on your own. Um, I'm struggling. I haven't washed my own hair in probably four weeks. Oh, I have done my hair my own myself twice. I think twice. Three times. I can't do it. It's so hard. I just ordered from Amazon like a huge curling iron I'm uh, not curling iron Cur- what are they called roller a curl like oh, a roller so I could roll them back is that supposed to help I saw it on TikTok like I don't know it was $12 on Amazon I'm like if this is gonna send me s- the link babe yeah right I'm like <laughs> if this is gonna save my curtain bangs but I also did a TikTok today talking about how I look like um Lord Farquaad but when they look good you don't ever look like Lord Farquaad but when <laughs> they look good they look so good but people don't talk about how much trouble they are. So my concern here is that when I go on a trip in the summer, because I am, yeah, I'm not going to be able to get a blow dry. It's just not going to happen in a tiny little town in France. Like that's just not taking place. <laughs> I love that this is where you're summering. Mm-hmm. Of course. Would you expect me to summer anywhere else? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Correct. <laughs> so what the fuck do I do then? Hopefully this roller comes through. I mean, I pray to God because otherwise I'm going to look busted. <laughs> and I'm going to be the only one looking busted in the south of France. Wait, okay. I kind of, it's interesting because I feel like there's a few people on TikTok that make their brand about like prestige and like do it well. And like you, stay at home daughter. Like you guys, <laughs> well, she's like to a next level. We love her. But like you, do you ever get flack for that? For people being like, you're rich. Oh, constantly. But I think that those are the people that are bitter because what people don't realize is I'm completely self-sufficient. I'm 24 Mm -hmm. years old. I pay dumb rent in West Village on my own. And it's because I don't slack. I work really hard. Yeah. Whether it was building my platform, whether it was working my ass off to get a job at a publication, whether it's my current job. So if people want to give me shit, give it to me all they want. But I work hard for what I have. And I think the fact that I make fun of myself constantly, um, not to sound condescending 
but no it's um, true though you af- you pay for yourself like I am self-sufficient and it's something I really pride myself in but also I do a really good job making fun of myself like I think that there are certain people on TikTok that like idolize nice things and romanticize it but I'm sitting there shitting on their like like what your designer bracelet says about you like what your luxury mm. bag says about you and I'm sitting there being like just because you have a Cartier love bracelet doesn't make you better than anybody, sweetheart. And I'm sure your parents engraved it on the inside and it does not mean a thing. Like, I'm sure it's sentimental. Yeah. I have one too. But like, <laughs> it's a present. Like, no, totally. It's a piece of thing. It's something that you wear on your body. You, If you're going to put like hierarchical, hierarchical, what's the word for that? Hierarchical. If you're going to put yeah. a hierarchical weight on that, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. No, it's so true. It's just tacky. So if you can't laugh at it. Yeah then you shouldn't be wearing it. There's also something about, like, owning who you are. It's like, yeah, I have nice things. Like, what are you supposed to do? Pretend not to, to be accepted? I think there's a way to be humble about it. Um, Those lines got a little bit blurred for me a while ago. So, Um. yeah, I wanted to ask (laughs) about that. I don't know if you're open to talking about it, but you got canceled, quote unquote. Canceled. For (laughs) posting about hiring an unpaid summer intern. Yes, I did. Well, so I'm not going to throw them under the bus because I would never do that. But the yeah. reason that I did it is because another creator who has a similar size at the time platform as me had just hired an intern. And it's not like I'm sitting there needing an intern to answer my emails. Like, I can answer my own emails. And yeah. In fact, I'm kind of a control freak. I want to answer my own emails. But I needed somebody because at the time I had a partnership with Overheard New York. And I did these videos where I would reenact the Overheard quotes, which were so much fun. But the first one that I ever did, my friend filmed it for me and it is so much more work than anybody would think like mm. we would wake up so early so that the streets of new york city would be empty and quiet that doesn't happen even in pandemic by the time that this was taking place that wasn't happening and i had all these videos to film for them more so the reason that i needed an intern wasn't for literally anything else besides helping me film some videos create that, content right and people were so outraged that like what the fuck could this girl offer an intern and it's not like you know i'm not some oh, big so people, editor were people not mad about the money they were mad about the experience both they were like what the fuck is this bimbo needing an intern for like she goes to brunch it was so funny like I remember one time I said like I need a vacation they go a vacation from brunch oh my god because that's what happens when you build a whole brand on right like <laughs> having nice things I thought it was so funny but um they're not wrong but and I was able I was was able to laugh at myself but in retrospect I learned so much from the experience I I agree with you I did plenty of unpaid internships and it's what made me you know want an unpaid intern and yeah and for the record we're not or I'm not saying it's right or wrong but I'm just saying from my experience, that's what I totally was kind of like groomed to think internships right. were. That's all I'm so saying. So what we don't realize, and this is something that was smacked in my face and yeah. I was forced to realize, that's a really privileged perspective because somebody with a full-time job, you know, as a bartender or, I mean, not necessarily hmm, a bartender. They can't have the luxury. They don't have yeah. the luxury of the time to do that. I agree. And even what people didn't realize is that it would have been an hour or two hours once every two weeks or once a month if I needed help or something like that. So it's not like I'm really taking time out of somebody's schedule to, you know, need like I need their help. It's not like I'm taking time away from them actually making so much money to support like the roof over their head. But it still was such a bad look for this rich, blonde, privileged girl to be like, 
oh, I need an unpaid intern. And in retrospect, I look like an idiot, especially in like today's day and age with everything going on. I looked so dumb and now I look back and it was like, I like her content a lot. It was an Olivia Jade moment, except mm. it was worse for me because I was 23 years old and Olivia Jade had everything going down at 18 and didn't really know any better because she'd have been in a bubble. Same kind of thing with me, except I'm an adult and I should have known better. Mm. So it hit me in the face and I learned and, you know, now all of the tabloids are hung up in my bathroom because there's nothing I can do except laugh at it. <laughs> Were they, was it actually in the press? Oh, fully. Jezebel wrote about me. Oh my God. Yeah. It was pretty, at the time, like I can laugh at it now. I was yeah. having a full mental breakdown about it then. I don't blame you because I, and I do recognize that us having unpaid internships, it, you're right. It's from a privileged perspective, perspective because right. I remember my parents being like, will pay for you to, to be able to do it in and out of the city right. so you could have this internship and you're right like people can't people not everyone has the opportunity to do that because they need to be making money right but I think I guess what is hard with TikTok in general and this is a whole different conversation is how sometimes like something that's like just a statement gets so dug into and so analyzed and sometimes you're like I I don't know. Like, I posted something about dogs today. Just, like, a funny thing about, like, wiener dogs are trendy. And people are like, wiener dogs are so expensive. Like, blah, blah. And I'm like, this, not everything has to be drama. That, I understand. Like, whatever. But I'm just saying, in general. People look for problems on TikTok because they're bored and miserable. Those are the trolls. That is the nature of the internet. Not even just TikTok. Twitter, too. Toxic. But. Don't, yeah. I don't go on it. I I can't even look at it. I Google myself on, I Google myself like I mean. Like you, in the search box. I I search myself on Twitter just as a joke every now and then. And I'm literally like. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't even look. I have my things off. All my notifications. Like, I don't get any notifications from Twitter. Yeah, no. Um, I just in retrospect look back and I'm like do better Audrey like that was dumb if you're gonna make it your brand make it better be better and I've moved forward with it and I now have a part-time paid assistant and it works out great I love that for you you (laughs) learned and I agree like I I think with everything it's learning and like we like I started off this conversation by saying like that's all I knew Right. But it's like then you learn and it's like and then you don't make the same mistakes twice. Totally. So I get it. I have yet to be canceled since. Um, <laughs> say a little prayer. Knock on some wood. Someone actually DM'd me last night and I thought this was like really weird. Sorry if you're listening because I love you all. But it was just an interesting way to ask to be my assistant because she messaged me saying, hey, how much money do you make? Question mark. Do you need an assistant? And it's like, yeah, let me just divulge my salary. It's like, what a weird pitch to work for me. Um, I think that's, like, fairly inappropriate. Isn't that bizarre? People ask me how much money I make all the time as if I would reveal it. It's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable and just, quite frankly, none of your business. Yeah. It's like, you have no right to know this. Right. Correct. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, we talked about getting canceled. Let's talk about how you even got started on TikTok because... All of a sudden, it's like you post a video, it blows up, and now it's like you're a content creator and you're held to the standard. And I think that's why we get ourselves into trouble sometimes because it's like, it's a lot. I had no idea what I was dealing with, none whatsoever. I was actually talking about this the other night. I was saying TikTok used to be, it started out so fun, obviously. It was an accident that I blew up. And then shit started happening to me with like so much hate more than I would have ever expected and before it used to really eat at me like people think that you know you see a smile on a face of a content creator's video and you think they're fine 
And mm. I was fine. I have pretty thick skin, so it's not like I was actually being eaten alive. I was still afloat. I still had a great 2020, and I'm so privileged to be able to say that. Um, I think that a lot of people lost themselves in the pandemic, and I'm fortunate enough to have found myself mm. through TikTok. I think it goes both ways for people. I think, although it was like obviously this awful time in the world right so many people had time to like self-reflect and just like be with their thoughts totally like I did so much self-work this past year same and then I was talking to my friend the other day and she was like you know I've done enough self-work I just want to put what I've applied to myself in the last year I just want to do it now like I'm done with reflecting it and I was like big mood I would also like to apply what I've really reflected and thought about um, because I've just been sitting here thinking about it. So, so I'm long. starting the apply process. Literally. I made my, um, like I make a word for the year. So I made my 2021 word progress. Love that. So I was like in 2020, I did all the things in 2021. Right. You're applying. I them. need to progress. Right. Beautiful. Love so that. So I'm doing you. it. Yeah. So um, yeah, get to it girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, I really, it was an accident. I was, I was obsessed with Vine. Ages mm. ago, back mm-hmm. in the day. And um, Matt Coletti, ugh, Illy. <laughs> like, that was my vibe. And I never really, I was like 15 when Vine was a thing. Yeah. Like, I was funny. I was certainly not funny enough to be Vine famous. Yeah. That was an elite sense of humor. And I, when TikTok came out, I downloaded it and I scrolled immediately when it came out. But I never even considered creating content because in college and in high school, when I had like this fashion blog, I was really bullied for it severely. So I didn't even con- like cross my mind mm. to create content on there because I thought that's in the past. Like I now work at a publication. Yeah, like that doesn't work for me. Um, for those of you who d- – I didn't really used to talk about it because I was it was my current job. But I worked at Harper's Bazaar and Elle and Mary Claire. I worked at the fashion group um, at Hearst Magazines. So I thought to myself like I don't need to do this. Like I have a job. Yeah. And then one of my friends, I like made a joke being like, oh, now that it's quarantine, like everyone's trying to be TikTok famous. Like I could be TikTok famous. And two of my friends said that I couldn't do it. And they were like mean about it. Mm. Like they were not nice about it. They were like, oh, why would you do that? It's like so dumb. That's like unattractive. And I literally was like, watch me. And I made one video that was um, what your favorite designer says about you. And I got over a million views overnight, 10,000 followers. And that was the basis. That's crazy because I even had like a similar thing happen with getting this job. So I'm always like lofty goals. That's just how I am. And I go for them. Love that. And I was like, I was kind of in the back of my head was like, I'm going to pitch Barstool Sports, a podcast concept. And not to make this about me, but just really quickly. No, let's make I, it about you. <laughs> I um, sent Dave a DM and it was like a really good pitch. I sent the screenshot like of my pitch to my friend and she believes in me so much. So it's not, Aww. she wasn't like negative or anything. We but love she was, a supportive friend. But, yeah. But she was more just like, oh my God, yeah, right. He's going to answer, which is like the realistic response to have right. to you just blindly DMing someone for a job. Dave Portnoy out of all people. And he responded like 30 minutes later and I just sent her the screenshot back and she was like, I'm shut because even though she believes in me she just was like I don't think he'll see it type of thing totally but it just goes to show like sometimes you just have this like 
gut but and you're like, like yeah. no 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 I could do it and in no capacity am I like TikTok famous like I'm no Addison Ray. <laughs> yeah but like well, not to who toot, is uh, correct but like not to toot my own horn I do pretty well so yeah who's laughing now who wants to go to all my PR dinners and you know take some of the PR packages that I get and the skincare and the cute things that arrive for me yeah who wants those things now? It's one of those things where it's like if you just believe in yourself, right? Totally. You're going to make it happen for yourself completely. One thing that you also talk about a lot is like a botched nose job situation, <laughs> and you get a lot of questions about this. I have a botched nose job, okay? <laughs> and I need to know. So you're getting it redone in September? Okay, so. Um, I got a new job, so I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to move everything around. Mm. Originally, I was aiming for September. I'm honestly not sure if it's still going to be September, but yes, I am redoing it. TBD, but I have the deposits down, baby. What went wrong? (laughs) Um, So... I've always, this is like the classic excuse. My yeah. whole entire life, I can't even breathe through my nose. I have a really deviated mm. septum. Um, but on top of that, it was just ugly. It was not a pretty nose. Yeah, my like mom, it's usually both when right. people get them. Right. You know? And my mom is Lebanese, so I had a very Lebanese, strong Middle Eastern nose. I have no problem having like a strong feature on my face. Like I like that my nose has character. Mm-hmm. But I just, it looked more like a beak. It had like an ugly bump. And then I broke it in high school. Mm. I fell flat on my face because um, I was clumsy. I'm still really clumsy. And my parents were like, okay, like, honestly, we get why you want to fix it. Like, let's get it fixed. And I went to a million different consultations um, all in New York. And I ended up picking this one doctor because I liked the way that he sketched out the way that my nose would look. Um, I liked the way he made me feel in the consultation. I just trusted him. He'd also done my cousin's facelift and she looked gorgeous. Um, so that was my incentive to do it with him. And then the surgery was 45 minutes, Hmm. 45 minutes. Like how long are they supposed to take? Uh, at least an hour and a half. Like, my new doctor that's doing it for me is actually the doctor that Lauren Elizabeth went to, who I know was mm. just on this podcast. Yeah, she, her nose looks amazing. Like, oh, I, my friend Lindsay saw the video that she posted on YouTube. And she was like, Audrey, you have to go here. I was living with yeah. her in LA. And um, she was like, you ha- look at this blogger did it with this guy in Beverly Hills. Like, you should go to him. And I literally knew immediately that wow. I wanted to do it with him. So I'm redoing it with him. But originally, it was just a disaster. The, the surgery was an hour and like was 45 minutes. And he I mean, I guess he did what the, my biggest bother was that it was crooked and that it had the bump. He shaved on the bump. Quite frankly, was it crooked before? Very. So he it was always crooked. straightened it out more. He didn't do an open surgery, which is what I really needed. Oh, huge yeah, disaster. Yeah, no wonder you're huge not. Huge disaster. Yeah. Like for somebody who can't breathe. No, like they me, have to break the nose. Right. And he open. didn't. Okay, no. My mom also knows nothing about surgery. And yeah. she liked the idea that it was closed because then I wouldn't potentially have yes. scars. And at the time, I didn't know any better. And it I was feels 18. less invasive. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no scars. Like he's one of the few that are like closed. Mm. And in retrospect, that was a red flag. There were so many red flags. But you flags. don't know these things. I only know this because I have so many friends that have gotten nose jobs right. at this point. That and I my just mom know. also is, again, terrified of surgery. None of her friends get surgery. My mom refuses to go under a knife. So I think it was just a culmination of like, you know, my mom is maybe not the best person to do this kind of thing with. Mm. Um, I was young and I should have done more research on my own, but I was too young to understand that. He took advantage of the situation for sure. 
And, you know, it just didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. I'm confident in my own skin enough that it doesn't mean, like, I hate the camera, the face right now. But for the <laughs> most part, I'm not insecure about my appearances. Yeah. So, you know, life moves on. But, yes, my nose job is very botched. <laughs> I just, like, I like that you're so transparent about it because – you like openly talk about it and you talk about get your journey and your experience. And I think nose jobs are probably like the most common, I would say, totally. cosmetic surgery that people speak of or I, know, I guess it's on the front of your face. So it's totally. like you can't really lie about it that much. But I feel like, like I said, I know a handful of people that have gotten them. And I think so many people want to get them. So for them, it's so good to hear stories like Completely. Yours. And I think that it normalizes the stigma because people don't realize how many people get screwed over by doctors doctors Mm -hmm. and surgery especially nose jobs yeah like he should have said to you the type of surgery I do with a closed nose job might not get you the results that you need and I actually had a doctor say that to me I had a doctor say um I'm not an ENT you Mm. shouldn't see me and he turned me away my doctor was also not an ENT and he said he could do it Mm. bullshit you can do it they want the money (laughs) right he wanted money and like and by the way I went to try to get my revision done with him or like an appointment for a revision. I couldn't even get an appointment without paying a deposit. They were like consultation fee. And I said, what the fuck do you mean consultation fee? I'm your patient. They were like, well, it's been over. um, It's been five years. And I said, I don't give a shit if it's been 10 years. Like if I got my nose done with you 10 years ago, now it's starting to look different. And I'm just like, I don't need a revision, but maybe another surgery because of a personal reason. Yeah. Not of a botched reason. Like you should see me. No fee. Like, what that's ridiculous this is not like a general doctor that just doesn't do the type of business that you need correct you know and I have no patience you can't it's kind of like when you get a bad vibe about someone and like fool me once you know what I mean here ready right totally it's just it's done and you know again I have no patience and I definitely don't do bullshit so like no no I love it and you're also open about getting like lip filler and all these other things like (laughs) did part of you ever feel nervous about like people from high school or people from college or aunts uncles people like thinking I don't know I just feel like there's judgment around inject injectables and that, kind of stuff. I, that never crossed my mind. Wow, I love that because I think about that stuff. Oh no, I've had nothing, but it's more that I come from such an Italian family that yeah. they're like, "Don't do anything to embarrass the family." Like it's like that. Like oh, I mean, my mom calls me and she's like, "Oh my god, people are calling me saying this," and I go, "Then hang up." Like I don't know what you want me to say. Like literally, I, yeah, hang up. I don't care, but it's more like the family cares. But then I tell my mom, like, I don't care who gets, who's calling my mom. I don't care at all. But then I tell, like, she cares, obviously. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But then I tell her, hang up. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. You're not me. I'm not you. If you don't like it, cry me a river. Also, like, no I one... love my mom. But, like, yeah, it's my face. I was going to say, no one has a right, right to call your mom up and say something. Right. And I also, like, that's what I told her, too. I'm like, the fact that people are calling about you and, like, about me telling you, that's ridiculous. And quite frankly, like, how bored can you be? And it's inappropriate. It's completely inappropriate and bad-mannered. Yeah. And like, if it's someone really close, because here's the thing. If it was someone really close to me and my mom, they would probably just call me or my mm. mother would say, oh, like, blank called me and she's, like, really concerned. Like, I'm really concerned or whatever it might be. But that's not the conversation. So you know it's someone being nosy yeah. and putting their foot where it shouldn't be. Yeah. And those are the people I really don't care about. I always am curious – people that are so open on the internet what like family thinks and 
I, myself too I'm, I'm a super open book like I yeah. talk about everything but sometimes like I was even at um a baby shower the other day and my cousin who's probably listening was like I listened to your podcast and it's so funny because when people that you know say stuff like that it dawns on you like oh shit people I know listen to this like sometimes when you're just talking to the internet it's easy to just feel like you're talking to strangers do you know what I'm saying? I guess. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I just have my whole life. It's more of a me problem. I live in such a world of my own. I don't care, nor do I take even a millisecond to think about what other people think of me ever. I could care less. If you think I'm a bitch, okay, congratulations. Do you want a fucking cookie? Like, what am I supposed to do about it? That's so great. What made you that that way? I've never cared. Ever. Wow. It's just not something that I've ever taken the time to think about. I'm... I'm sensitive, but also I, I think I'm a, well, I'm an Enneagram type three, if you know what any of the I'm Enneagram an eight. is. Okay. So like Enneagram type three is like a people pleaser. Okay. Got you. See, so, I'm not at all. But it's weird because as I've been in this industry, I've learned to care less. Love that. Like someone commented on my video today and he was like, why am I following you again? And I wrote back, unfollow me, loser. Lo- like, Snaps. I don't give a shit. Like, I really it's weird because I have this weird like confident side that's like I don't give a shit what you think and then this other weird side where it's almost more I care about like I said what my fit I care that they care I care versus me caring that I care of course I care what my friends and family think and the people that I put place value on yes but other than that I don't but even then like and this is something that I was actually talking to my dad about the other day if I tailored everything I said to make sure that not everybody is offended or worried or upset, I wouldn't be able to make content. No, so it's true. I can't do it. I just, I simply can't do it. Like one of my mom's friends was upset because I bashed a restaurant that she knows the owner of. And ultimately it just wasn't worth the fucking phone calls. Mm. I just took it down. Yeah. But I warned my mom and I was like, mom, I did this because I like quite not as a favor, but because I literally just don't want to hear it. Mm. But in the future, I'm not going to do that. And it's not fair to me to get the phone calls because if they don't like it, it's my opinion and that's just the end of it. Yeah. And it's also like so far removed. Like, right. It's like, it's not like you know the owner and you did that. I don't think kind of the grapevine. But like, he doesn't like, whatever. Either way, kind of, kind of, kind of. And if he really knew me, he could have just asked me himself. We've mm-hmm. met a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But either way, it is what it is. Say la vie. But that's kind of what I was trying to get at at the beginning of the podcast. It's like, we can't have opinions on anything, even if they're non-controversial. Like, I posted a video today of this woman, hump, or a few days ago, but it's blowing up right now on Reels, randomly. And it's, like, the girl doing the dance, humping the air. Yeah. And I said something. It's literally the most, like, non- Docile. Yeah, like, issue thing ever. Yeah. And people are commenting, like, like they take it so seriously. I said something like, if if I knew that all it took was humping air to lose 27 pounds, I'd be doing this a while ago. Wait, did you see my duet of that woman on Audrina? No. Oh, I literally duetted it being like, go off queen, no hate to you, but like, why are you on my For You page? <laughs> like, it, it, what is this? What is this, honey? Like, what is that? Like, what is this woman doing? So ex- so I just said, like, I wish I knew this a while ago. I'd be right. humping air for years. <laughs> so, like, that's all I said. Like, super kosher. People are commenting, like, did you not see that she said it was also a clean diet, not just humping air? I'm like, I know, guys. It's a, it's a joke. joke. Yeah. You don't actually hump air and lose 27 pounds. I mean, I could say the sky is blue and people would be like, it's purple. That Yeah, it's like, like the littlest thing and people are, like, pressed over it. And I'm like... 
I don't think sometimes sarcasm lands on social media. I think that Gen Z is so ridiculously entitled and overly politically correct that they just, if it does not apply to them, they get mad. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I just like I'm kind of new to it with TikTok because I come from like the Instagram era. Right. Where it was kind of different. It was like fashion influencers like kissing each other's asses on Instagram but then being bitchy at events. Right. Whereas now on TikTok it's like your video could go viral and reach reach millions of people in seconds and everyone's just out of control. Correct. Yeah. It's it's a wild place. And – to be frank, I don't love influencer culture. I try to stay pretty far from it. I think that's a good a good thing to do. Right. But in general, yes, people are very easily offended on TikTok. And for, at first, at the very beginning, I did this video actually, uh, <laughs> kind of barstooly, that was like um, red flags that you should look for in a guy when you go home with him. And I was like – if he has an American flag or Saturdays are for the boys yeah. flag hung in his room, if his sheets are navy, if his bed is in the corner, I, I said like all these like yeah. funny things. The comment section was the most brutal thing I've ever seen in my life. It was like you fugly troll. And I was like, ah! and that video, like that was a rough week. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, I'm Shrek. But then by the end of that week that that went past, I was like, all right, you can handle just about anything. After that, because you've been called such horrible things. Mm. And that's when I realized, like, that video was hysterical. That just happened to land on the page of, Mm -hmm. like, 12-year-old boys that have navy sheets um, versus, you know, I'm targeting college boys or, like, postgraduate boys that have navy sheets. So I just realized that you can – why alter it? Just I just deal with the hate at this point. I just don't care. Like, if you want to sit there and call me a fugly troll, well, that's simply just not true. It is so crazy that people even type that. Oh. And are, it's so – It's first of all, it's wild to me that apps haven't come up with a filter that filters that stuff out. Oh, I know. Like, it's I don't insanity. understand how these it's platforms bullying. allow it to go on. Oh, I know. My it's, favorite comment mm. is like, well, no man would go home with you anyways. Mm. And I'm like, tell your dad that. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, I slept <laughs> at someone's house last night, so <laughs> let me call him really quick. No, people are – Literally insane. And I did want to talk about confidence, which we've touched on a little bit. Like, clearly, you are so confident. And it's something that you started kind of talking about more on your, like, social handles. Yeah. And then, like, you did, like, a confidence course. What was that? Okay, so I never even considered doing content on confidence because it's just not something I thought was interesting to people, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I always did my, like – humor and comedy and you know like lifestyle things and fashiony things um and I think because my opinions are so brutal and blunt people and I say it with confidence without realizing uh people wanted to know how I could do that so I started making videos on how I'm able to do it and how I got the confidence that I have um I'm doing my confidence course after I get my nose done Mm. because those videos are going to be out there forever and I want my nose to be straight for it period blank yeah point blank period blank but, um, yeah, I did those videos. I haven't done any in a while because I just feel like I've kind of given all my words of wisdom on it. And if I do more than the confidence, there's no point to the confidence course. Fair. Um, but, yeah, confidence is like not – I think people think – it. people really believe that confidence just came so quickly to me. I was the most insecure person I knew up until I was 21. Hmm. Easily. So you felt a shift. Oh, completely. I really worked on myself. 
I think people have this misconception that you can just look at yourself in the mirror and say you're so hot and like, yeah, that is fun. But like, that's not what makes you confident. Mm. It's simply just not. Yeah, that's interesting because I had the opposite where I grew up confident my whole life. And then about like three years ago started being like not confident. Got you. But it's always kind of like embedded in me because I grew up that way. Got you. Which is opposite because a lot of women, I've when I speak to women, a lot of them didn't grow up confident. So like I always say that's the one thing I'm so thankful that my mom like instilled yeah, that in me. That's amazing. But like I lost a lot of my confidence when I put on weight. But then I started making that my brand. And then, like, through my followers, that helped me get confidence. So it's, like, sometimes you have to almost, like, admit to the world, like, I'm insecure about this. In order to yourself move on. Completely. Does that make sense? And, like, just for the record, I'm the heaviest that I've been now in a long time. And I've never in my life gotten more male attention. It's about the what you exude. Correct. Completely. I know. And that's what I've, like, learned. And I just, like, feel so much better better 100% I think it's just something that it's just like a choice kind of that you have to make inside and it's not as easy like you said as like making a choice one day right but you really have to work on it completely and that's what I talk about in my confidence course which is like how I did it because I wish it was as simple as just looking in the mirror and being like you're so hot like do I do that now hell yeah I do I think you everybody should do it it's a great piece Mm -hmm. of advice I just personally don't think that that's what builds confidence like being a good person and you know being a role model that you would want to look up to is what makes you confident. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, what is my role model? What does she look like? She's a good person. She's hardworking. She is a good friend. She's a good family member. She's a good citizen. She, you know, is generous. She's thoughtful. She's selfless. Like, mm. and then when you build up all of those qualities for yourself and, you know, all of a sudden you get promoted. All of a sudden you get really good grades. All of a sudden your parents are like beaming about you because you're the, being the best version of yourself they've ever seen. Then you're like, wait a goddamn minute. I'm so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, that is so great. Like I'm cool now. That's so cool. And mm-hmm. it, it's not relying on people around you because that's not what I'm saying at all. It's embodying the characteristics that you think are what makes someone amazing. Yeah. It's not what other people think of you. It's what you think of yourself. 100% preach. I think I heard an entrepreneur on a podcast recently a few months ago say that in order for him to feel his most successful, he realized he had to like give back to his community. Completely. And I really took that to heart and I started mentoring people. Um, I took on like a mentee. I did some free courses mentoring people. When I go to get coffee, I tip my girl extra. I love that. Every time. Like little things. Like I just took it so to heart that I was like to be my most successful, I need to feel good about like what I'm putting back out right. into the universe that's and into the community. That's what it's all about. That's literally what it's all about. I, exactly. So I think that that's a really good piece of advice that people don't necessarily think of it's so underrated they think of just a good fucking person they think of looking at their like ass and squeezing it and it's like showing cellulite but being like i love you even though they're not yeah (laughs) right it's like just be a good person like be someone that you would want to be friends with yeah like be someone that your parents are really proud of that is like your friend like talks so highly of because she's so proud of you you know what I mean 100% I think that there's this like interesting thing that happens with dating where Mm -hmm. if I go out with the guy 
and it doesn't work out instead of being like like why doesn't he like me in my head I'm like what a loser for not liking me. literally like I tell myself when a guy doesn't like me or if a human does not like yeah. me if a human doesn't think I'm funny or like they don't like me or whatever it might be I literally think to myself oh my god that is literally so tragic that they're so stupid <laughs> Like, that's actually so tragic. Like, they're not only blind, they're probably deaf. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, that's awful. Because it's like, you just have to be so sure of yourself. Like, in, you have to build yourself up and be like, I'm a catch. I, and if you can't see what's in front of you, then you don't deserve me. I actually could not fathom someone thinking I'm not funny. <laughs> like, I actually could not fathom someone being like, she's unattractive. <laughs> what? What are you saying? See, I'm like the opposite where when I first started here – it's weird because if you ask my friends, is Alyssa funny? They'd be like, she's hysterical. Not to like compliment myself. Not to but that's, what, that's what they would say. But if you were to ask me, are you funny? I'd say, no, I'm not that funny because I'm not crack jokes funny. Right. I'm more like if I'm with my friends, I say something off Ex- the cuff and that makes them laugh. So that's my kind of humor completely. So I'm I don't, not strategically funny. No, I'm not strategically funny. You and I are the same type of funny where it's like our existence is just funny. Yeah, like I don't feel funny at all. So right. when I first started working here and everyone's like comedians basically, I said to one of the TikTok people, I was like, but I'm, just, I'm not funny because I really like felt this way. And he was like, what do you mean? Like, yes, you are. Just because your humor is not like every other person doesn't Completely. mean you're not funny. But, like, it's just one of those things where, like, we think these things about ourselves and we don't even realize sometimes. So, I don't know. It's like you could be so confident, but then you could also not even realize the way you're presenting necessarily. Totally. Completely. And it's also like, ladies, why would you ever, and I mean ever, get upset about a man because there's a million more. There are a million. And they're going to be better probably. Like, whenever I catch myself, like, feeling insecure about not being funny, if a guy didn't think I'm funny, or, like, not, you know, being as pretty as he would have wanted me to be, or blah, 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 I literally, like, my, it's it's my best friend who told me this. Like, it was not too long ago, I was, like, a couple months ago, my friend caught me, like, kind of being upset about this guy, Mm -hmm. and she literally looked at me, and she goes, why are you upset? There's a million of them. The most easily replaceable thing in the world is a man. You are too good for this. And I literally was, like... You're so right. And it's so true. Like, if he doesn't think you're funny or if somebody doesn't think you're funny, there's going to be a million more. Is that your thing going into a date that you feel like you have to prove subconsciously? Because mine was always proving that I'm smart. That was, like, my insecurity. I don't go into a date feeling the need to prove anything. I go into the date thinking that they need to prove that they are willing – that they are good enough to be sitting across that table. See, and that's the confidence. And I – it's not that I – Eh, I was I was gonna say I don't always feel that way but I used to when I first became an influencer full-time I had this huge insecurity that people were gonna like think I was vapid and not intelligent yeah so I I would go in trying to act like a brainiac and then I'm like my dad actually called me out because I was telling my dad like a comment that a guy said to me and he goes not for nothing you sound boring (laughs) he was like loosen up Get the stick out of your ass, Alyssa. Yes, my dad was like, you sound like a snooze fest. Like, <laughs> he's like, you literally need to loosen up. And I wasn't having fun because I was trying so hard to be like, you could take me home to your mom. I'm like, I'm a girl with oh class and I have morals. And now I'm on the page of just like, I'm going to be a fucking tornado and roll through. And if you can't handle it. You're not my guy. Correct. And I totally feel you on the being afraid of like a guy being turned off because you're an influencer. 
Um, quite frankly, I can't go on a date without the guy knowing that I'm on TikTok. Mm. I actually have not been on a, I've been on one date in the last year where the guy did not know I'm on TikTok. And on that date, the waitress came up to me. He was 31 years old, like man of my dreams. And the waitress came up to us at the restaurant and was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with you. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but you're on TikTok. And this man was a 31 year old lawyer whose life, he wouldn't even really tell me what his job was. Like I had to like pull teeth to get it because he's so private. And here she is being like, love your TikTok. And he's like, wait, what's that? I'm like, oh my God. See, and that's the difference because I'm older than you and the people that are your age are on TikTok. And I always see you talking about how unhinged these dudes are finding you. And I'm oh, like, I, know. I don't crazy. have that problem on dating apps because the guys my age like aren't really looking as so much. So for a while I went for older for that reason. For that reason. Yeah. And then it still didn't work because I would go on dates and people would send me like shots or like wow. the waitresses would come up to me and be like, hi. And I'd be like, oh no. It's and just know better. you're on a date. It's That's all- why. So after experimentation, yeah, um, it's just better that I go uh, for like 26 age because mm-hmm. it's better that they know from the start, to be frank. It is it better is for true. me now because my point being... It is like an insecure, it's not an insecurity in any capacity, but like for a while I was like a little bit insecure that like, what if they wouldn't like me as much because of like my platform, not because of like the follower count, but because of like some of the content that I say. And I Mm. think I'm funny and I know that I'm funny, but like I have strong opinions. It's not a secret. So like, what if they don't like that? And then I just got over it. Yeah, but then they have to like you for you. Right. And then I just got over it. And yeah. Now it's no longer an issue, but mine, still. Mine was never what content I'm putting out because I feel like it's pretty, like, mellow. It's more, um, it's more I would worry that their parents would be like, mm, she doesn't have a good job. Or oh, my like, God. Mm. I haven't even thought about that. I can't even. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, see? Can't but, even begin. <laughs> but it's those things that you think about. But now I'm not even there anymore. Like, now I'm just like, whatever. This is me. If you don't like me, you're not my person. I was just going to say, I can't even think. You know the reason that I don't care what people think about me or what they say about me or any of that in conjunction with, like, this parent thing? It's because I just don't let myself think about it. Yeah, you can't go there. Like, I just don't even think about it. Like, my brain functions at the speed of light. Like, I don't pay attention to most things. Like, I, like, whoop, like Yeah. Because that's where anxiety stems from, right? Like, the overthinking. Mm-hmm. So, I just don't even allow myself to do it. Because I yeah. used to really, really be anxious. And now I'm not anymore because I trained myself to just literally not think about it. So I can't think about the parent thing because if at the end of the day, it literally boils down to the point that it's going to work or it's not going to work. And if it doesn't work, it wasn't meant to be. So why are you thinking about it? So you're absolutely right. That's what it boils down to. And listen, think about every single person that found their person. They all say it was so easy from the beginning. It just worked. We just clicked it. Like right. we just knew. We. It's like. You find your person and you know, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Correct. And then I feel like when you have a red flag or something, it's like, okay, this isn't my guy. Right. But I think that's the most important takeaway for women that are listening to realize if a guy doesn't like you back, that's not your person. It has to be mutual. I was just going to say, rejection is redirection. Absolutely. Um, I always say the best way to get over rejection is like, why are, again, There are a million men, and they're going to be better. Why are you upset? Number one. Number two, it just wasn't for you. So why are you upset about something that wasn't for you in the first place? Totally. Although I'm really not one to talk because that 31-year-old guy that I was, like, obsessed with, you should see the text that I sent him. I couldn't stop thinking about him. I am not (laughs) kidding you. His name was Ian. I could not stop thinking (laughs) about him for literal months. And 
after our first date. I actually did think that he was going to see just, me again. Did you feel like it was like a misconnection? Like there was. No. So basically what happened was we went on our date and regardless of the woman recognizing me, he thought I was great. We had a great night. Mm. Um, he texted me. So, so sweet. He was so sweet about my TikTok. And then the next day, um, again, texted me. He texted me that I got home. The next day texted me. And then a few days later was like so polite, so nice. It was You can tell it was genuine because I can smell bullshit a mile mm-hmm. away. He wasn't lying. He was like, I... I'm actually three dates in with somebody else that I really like and I don't want to mess it up, but you were amazing and I just wanted to be honest with you. Honestly, respect. So much respect made me like him more. It was hot. I'm like, wow, you're actually a good dude and this girl's lucky. Fuck me. Yeah, you're a good ass guy. So then I literally couldn't stop thinking about it, obviously. I was like, this guy's amazing and I was bored in quarantine round two. Um... I texted him the funniest thing. It's like, hey, any chance things didn't work out with the girl number? I did better. I said, and I quote, Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I forgive you and I'm willing to give you a second chance. <laughs> I'm dead. Did he respond? Um, he said, yes, who is this? I think you might have the no. wrong number. And I said, he said, this is Ian. Um, I think you might have the wrong number. And I said, no, I'm definitely looking for Ian. And I'm emphasizing that I'm willing to forgive you. Um, how's it going? What are you up to this weekend? And he goes, oh, that's so... Like, he thought it was funny. Like, Still he, doesn't know who he, it is. He, no, he picked up... No, he knew who it was. He thought that I was forgiving the wrong person. Oh, Like, my he fully thought I was forgiving yeah. the wrong person. And he was like, this is the first time I've ever done anything like that. I don't chase men. Ew. Disgusting. He was just so great. And I thought, you know, I might give it a... You know, like, what if it didn't work out? It didn't. It, it worked out for him. But yeah. he was like... So they're still together. They're still together. He let me know that they're still together. And then I said... He, he let me know that they're still together. And then I said, okay, I'll forgive you again in a few months. <laughs> that is good. Um, so if you ever get a text like that, guys, literally just say, I forgive you. I'm dead. I... I'm trying to think if that's happened to me. I mean, the audacity to pick somebody over me. I, yeah, like, excuse me. But I do respect that, and I get that, because people date multiple people at one totally. given time. And it's like, sometimes one's just progressing, and then the girl's like, hey, by the way, where do we stand? Or the guy's like... And he's like, shit, you're, like, not at the top of my list right now. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, wait, I got this other girl. I really like her. Um, that's amazing. I... I could keep talking to you all day, but I want to get into my Ask Ask Alyssa segment. Okay, let's do it. Where people write in advice. Oh, let's do it. Because I think you'll be really good. Okay, here. Okay. Let's go. This girl just said, please tell me why I'm literally 23 years old and feel like it's already too late to change my career. Sorry for yelling. She did it in all caps. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, it's not too late, but I just need advice about breaking into a new job industry. Because I lack experience in the field, I thought it'd be best to apply for internships to get my foot in the door. But not having experience is why I keep getting turned down after my interviews. They've said, I love your energy and eagerness to learn, and that's apparent, but we're going to go with someone else that has relative experience. Please tell me if I'm wrong, um, but isn't that the point of an internship? It's so defeating to keep getting the same response when I feel like I'm so close. I'm a positive person, and I like to think everything happens for a reason, but now it's just starting to get my hopes up to get far in a job process. Do you have any advice on this? My advice was going to be to get an internship. I was going to say my advice was going to be to get an internship and also make as many connections as you can. Um, so this Preferably sucks. a paid one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it's too late at all. You're so no. young. It's not too late at all, but I feel for her because my advice when people tell me they want to switch careers is always get an internship, take it up on the side so you can get some totally. experience. So it kind of like 
I feel her frustration. Totally. And also look for an assistant level position because an assistant, any disrob description, it's bullshit. It's all the same thing. It's administrative mm-hmm. and it's your foot in the door into that industry and you'll meet the right people. So look for assistant positions. Like, Yeah. And what I always say is maybe because I'm just like entrepreneurial and I realize not everyone's like this, but like make your own job in that industry. For example, if you want to go into social media, start running like a TikTok. Totally. If you want to go into journal like journalism create a blog and start writing like so then if you don't have experience you could be like wait you know I want to get my foot in the door this is what I've been working on and put that on your resume and act like it's a damn job completely a hundred percent um like some of my friends that are like I have a friend that's 21 and he's still in college and he's studying PR and he puts on all his applications that like he's my PR assistant and I'm like yes that's smart like, you literally could. It's I just, have press about myself. Like, yeah, get something. In get, it. Literally, it's something on your resume. Like, make yeah. it something. Why not? And then I've literally gotten emails, like, job referrals. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's like, make it happen. Like, I wanted to work in fashion. And I thought that it wasn't, like, really a potential for right when I graduated. Because it's hard to get jobs in fashion. And I started a blog. That's how I started all those years ago. Love that. Like, just start something in your field or... I guess it's hard in in some fields, but if it's, I don't know, if you want to be a freaking mathematician, go ask your local spot if they need help with their accounting. Whatever it may be, like, you could find something to put on your resume. There's always something. Or create it. Completely. Completely. So that's our advice. Keep us posted. I'm really curious where this pans out. Okay, next one. Here's what I'd like advice on. I've been going through this crisis for about a month and I never really understood why. Within the past 10 months, I've lost 26 pounds, which I'm proud of myself for. However, at the same time, I've lost the fact of not feeling like I'm desirable anymore to myself slash others and not really knowing my sense of self. I'm confident with who I am because I like the new me, but at the same time, I feel like sometimes I have to I have to hypersexualize myself and or dress how I think I would be perceived in order to be attractive, as attractive as possible. Additionally, it's just weird to think about the fact that I am in college, especially because of the world circumstances with corona and all. Could it be trauma? Any advice? So I wrote back to her and I said, I need more details. I said, I basically said, you lost 26 pounds. Are you feeling this way because you lost curves? Like, I want to know. So then she clarified. She said, um, I think I'm just struggling with myself in image in general. I'd say my weight loss has made my boobs smaller and lost some of my curves. My boyfriend assures me I'm beautiful, and I know in my heart he's right, but it's hard to accept that when I don't like how I look. I mean, my question is, did you lose weight because of what society thinks of you, or did you lose weight because you wanted to lose mm-hmm. weight? Yeah, because she said she feels like she has to dress a certain way. I was going to say, you need to dress for yourself. I think that's how you get your confidence back. hundred percent. Like, 100%. Half the things I wear men would think are fucking disgusting. Like, oh, of course. Like, I don't dr- I don't dress for men. I dress for my 13-year-old self hoping that she would walk, like, see me down the street and think I'm cool. Like, No, 100%. I think it sounds to me like you're doing things for other people and it's making you not feel confident. Even right. though you're proud of yourself for losing the weight. So it's like, dress how you want in your new body to feel confident. Right. Don't dress for other people. Completely. You need to do things for yourself. You, if it's losing weight... If it's, you know, buying the clothing that you like that would, you know, fit your new body. Like, if it means, I mean, I'm not saying gain the weight back if you were happier then. But, like, I'm just saying you can't be doing, it sounds like you're doing things for others instead of yourself. And you need to do them for yourself. I 100% agree. The next one, I 
asked the person to send me more information. So let me just check to see if she DM'd me back. <laughs> I always write back and I'll be like, I need more details because I like the juice, you know. Oh, the tea. Give okay, it. so this is the question. She said, hi, a question for Ask Alyssa. I'm going to be moving in with my fiance for the first time and his mom and dad. I'm moving two hours from home for the first time ever and freaking out over the new changes. I don't do well with change. It's all for the better and I know I'm moving in with my fiance and his parents is temporary and for our future benefits, but I need all the positive vibes and suggestions to survive. So I said, can you elaborate? Why are you moving in with them? What's temporary? How long? I need details. So she said, I just graduated from my master's program in Connecticut, where I'm from, and got a job in upstate New York, where my fiance is from, because he owns a business. I always knew I was moving up there since he started the business about four years ago, and especially since we've gotten engaged. My fiance would rather not rent, so living with his parents is allowing us to save money to buy a home. I set a limit for six months, if not less, of living with them. However, my fiance seems too comfortable with this situation, and when I talk about the limit, he just says, Oh, he just guesses me to death. My mom has said that she will not be comfortable visiting me while living there, which I don't blame her. So now it's up to me to balance visiting my family, starting a new career, wedding planning, making time for his family, and house hunting to get us out of there. Okay, that extra context definitely helps. Yeah, that's a lot. I My first thought is there is no such thing as growth without discomfort. So mm. don't ever be afraid of change. Actually, I was just telling somebody about this. My favorite book that I've ever read, and it literally changed my life, it's called The Power of Now. And it's basically a book that describes how you'll never be able to actually be happy unless you're living in the present and not planning and fully embracing every moment and not thinking about the future. Mm. So instead of being worried about how it's going to go, just take it day by day and do the best that you can every single day to balance everything. And if you didn't handle it today, okay, handle it tomorrow. And then think about it tomorrow. Don't think about it today. Because what's – you? oh, this is the really smart thing that my friend's therapist said. Why would you want to relive something twice? Because that's exactly what you're doing by having anxiety about it. Wow, interesting. How crazy is that? When you're having anxiety about something that you're going to need to do – just don't think about it. I know it's easier said than done, but why do you want to have to relive it twice? Mm. Like something not fun. Or like nine million times. Because right. when you have anxiety, it's like... Right. right, exactly. So like, why do you want to relive it twice? Just deal with it when it gets there because yeah. you thinking about it isn't going to change it. So the best, like, quite frankly, this is way above my pay grade, to be totally frank. <laughs> um, I don't have a fiance. I, I'm not buying a house, that's yeah. for sure. So, and nor am I planning a wedding. But my advice would be take it day by day and just do the best that you can. Don't be too hard on yourself. And I think also I love that advice, but I do think that your husband or fiance might get comfortable being home with his parents. Yeah. And men sometimes do need a little push or kick in the ass. Completely. So I understand why you're hesitant because he's kind of like, it's not a big deal because it's his family. So he's comfortable. But for you, you're going to be in someone else's space and someone else's home. So I understand how you have like a fire under your ass to like not be there for a while. So I think I would just like take the leadership role on like trying to find houses and like steering the ship a little bit because men got comfortable and he might want to stay there for all you know. Oh, if it were me, we would not be staying there. We'll see. That's the thing. No. No. Like, I get not wanting to waste rent. Not long, I mean. I mean, I understand. Yeah. Obviously, she's in a situation where she has to. Totally get that. I mean, if I were her, I would not be saying that No, long. same. 100%. Absolutely because not. I want my own space. Also, you're going to get 
well, no, I was going to say you're going to probably get like money from the wedding. So maybe he wants to save up for that, for the house. But you just have to like do your best to make sure that he kind of stays on your timeline. I know, I know your advice is living in the now and I'm like timeline, but I guess I just think when there's another person involved, I worry that you might be uncomfortable with his parents and he might be really comfortable staying. The only thing that I mean by living in the now is plan as best as you can every day. But if you're just if you constantly freaking out about getting out of there, you're just going to make yourself miserable is my only point. Yes, I But agree. there definitely should be a plan in place that you take day by day. But if you overpower it and constantly overthink about the whole timeline constantly, it's just going to make you miserable. Fair. But 100% have a plan yeah and you don't need like a plan to the day right like you know some people are like we're getting 30 days away we're 29 no, days not, away. It's not like, necessary yeah it's like do relax pl- like have your plan and do the best that you can every day to fulfill it mm-hmm. but try not to over like relive it 10 times 100 percent. i think we're on the same page audrey it was so good having you on tea with publicity thank you so much for having me this was so fun where could everyone follow you and stay up to date i am at the audrey peters on all platforms amazing thank you thank you As you guys know, I've been talking about how the subway has been scaring me a lot lately. I actually city bike sometimes because I get kind of freaked out. So I'm partnering with Taser again um, because honestly, it is a brand that makes me feel really safe. I always have my Taser in my purse. The Taser Strike Light is available without a permit in most U.S. states. So you just kind of have to check and see if it's available in your state. You can get the Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code T and save 15% off now at taser.com, promo code T, that's spelled T-A-S-E-R.com with promo code T. Restrictions apply and you could see their website for details, but if you want to protect yourself as a woman and feel like you you know, are making yourself feel a little bit more safe and a little bit more protected, I highly recommend there's like a flash flashlight and a stun gun. They have all these different products. I personally have the strike light and um, it feels, it, it makes me feel like I'm in control over my safety, which I like. If I'm ever feeling threatened on the street, I'll just like keep my hand in my purse on the taser <laughs> to hide it just to feel safe. Um, so again, you guys could just get that at taser.com. Okay, guys, it is time to spill the tea. So last night I did something I'm not really proud to admit, but also kind of proud of. It's a Hibley. It's a hate it but love it. I kind of hate it. I kind of love that I did it. I spent $50 and I bought the Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul fight and watched it by myself. (laughs) Not my proudest moment. (laughs) But I need to be in the know. That's just the way I am Uh with pop culture. I couldn't find out. On Twitter, like I needed to see all eight rounds. I needed to know because I needed to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. Did you watch it? Any I, chance? I watched like a little part. I actually found I didn't buy it, but I found like an illegal one. I on heard Twitter, this. and yeah. then it like got taken down like ten minutes uh. later. So I saw some of it, but. I was just kind of, I still followed it along on like the tweets and stuff. Yeah. I was just like, if Logan Paul, for whatever reason, pulls this off, I need to be part of this moment in history. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought, obviously I'm not like a sports commentator, guys, but just for you guys to know, Logan Paul, YouTuber, huge, looks like Owen Wilson, fought Floyd Mayweather, best boxer in the world, 50 fights undefeated, Mm -hmm. like world champ, all of these things. So I honestly thought Logan Paul like held his own. Yeah. Considering Floyd Mayweather is the biggest 
boxer in the entire world. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought the fact that he went eight rounds. Yeah. I give it to him. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, they were hugging the whole time. They were doing this. They were doing that. It's like, just give him a little credit. He didn't get knocked out. No. He held his own. I think that's impressive. No, I do too. I think it like the fact that he made it all eight rounds is definitely partly a win for him. And what's crazy though is how like Logan was dripping sweat by the third round and Floyd Mayweather was just cool, calm, collected. Yeah, he was fine. 18 years older, six inches shorter. Right. And he was like, completely in control yeah exactly. which just goes to show why he's the best at what he does right but even he said he was like he fought harder than i anticipated yeah yeah definitely. um i think it wasn't a total failure i think if i was logan paul i'd be proud of myself because it could have gone so much worse if he got knocked out in the first or second or third round he would have been like really embarrassed mm-hmm. i feel yes and i think the fact that he held his own like says something yeah no i definitely think like him going all eight rounds is pretty crazy for so a YouTuber. crazy yeah it's insane so that is my thoughts on that um there is this picture that tyler cameron posted (laughs) on instagram where his like bulge i keep using the word bulge but i'm not gonna be like his penis outline (laughs) um is showing and these are the comments on it so (laughs) colton underwood commented so you and the horse have something in common question mark and then he put great hair oh my god andy cohen said this pick is captivating jack arnold whoever that is said we all see your horse too bro because he's with a horse this uh, his um brother said there are two horses in this photo (laughs) (laughs) that's so good like tyler cameron is always our midday meet yes but like now he's literally our midday meet. Oh, like yeah. He, in, in two ways. It is the meat, yeah. <sighs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's that commercial? Bring on the meat. Oh, yeah. I think it's Arby's. Arby's. <laughs> that should be Tyler Cameron's theme song. Yeah, exactly. And he is also our most popular submission oh, really? for midday. I get Tyler Cameron photos sent to me. Oh, Every time he gosh. posts, 45 people are like, yeah. morning meat, midday meat, whatever. Yeah. If you guys are new here, um, midday morning and midnight meet is just when we dm each other pictures of hot guys um and then lastly so i record this on monday tonight will be katie's um season of the bachelorette her her whatever not finale what's it called the first episode premiere Premiere, yeah (laughs) and um i don't know i think i'll give you guys my thoughts during the spill the tea segment a little bit during weeks to come because but this is the issue since my episodes come out tuesday it'll always be from the week before so it feels kind of like dumb a little late yeah Yeah. like it feels late Mm -hmm. but i'll always give you guys my thoughts um i think that the bachelor is the biggest hibbly that there can ever be because i genuinely actually kind of have no desire to watch this season yeah but it's like, again, like me buying Logan Paul's fight, I need to be yeah. in the know. FOMO, I can't yeah. not know. Mm-hmm. And I need to I need to know. I need to see how Tisha and Caitlin go. Like, I just need oh, to yeah, know. yeah, I forgot about that. I thought it was funny. I didn't even realize that the premiere was tonight until yesterday. Yesterday. I saw it on Twitter, and I just thought, how have they not been doing any promo for this? Do you know this? I feel the exact same? I saw, like, Tasha post something. Yes, yeah. Because I follow Tasha, uh-huh. And I was like, what? Yeah, it was so... I, I was like, how... 
I feel like this. Sh- I should know about this more unless because I just have no been. one care. Like it's just been such a shit show. And like, I'm not looking forward to having, I know it's no one's fault because this is the state of the world, right. but um, every show that's come out so far in quarantine just hasn't been as good. Like all of the housewives, all of the bachelor, because let's be honest, there's a huge element missing and that's traveling and that's right. different backdrops and things that make it interesting. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm not looking forward to another show that's like stuck in one location. Yeah. Although maybe with Caitlin, Caitlin, what's her name? Katie. Maybe with Katie's season, they're able to do a little bit more since it was mm-hmm. later on in the pandemic. Yeah. Like maybe they could do like helicopter rides around LA or, right. you know, whatever. Hopefully, yeah. But I'm just, um, I'm not super looking forward to it. Nothing against Katie. It's more just like I have the bachelor fatigue. Yes. I think we're all a little fatigued Uh from it. And I'm just not that jazzed about Katie either. And she seems perfectly nice. Yeah. It's it's just more like we didn't know her that. Like. Exactly. It's not like we were championing, champ championing. 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 I don't know actually. (laughs) I thought I had that. Championing. Yeah. Championing. Yeah, that's it. Her, like as we do with other people where yeah. you get behind them and you're rooting for them. And right. We kind of only saw her for a few episodes. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so maybe I'll talk to you guys a little bit about it. Let me know. You could DM me. Let me know if you want my thoughts or not. Um, and as a reminder, I am breaking down the Real Housewives of New York season, whatever this is, season 13, every week on The Binge. It's my new show with Pat. So it's a digital show. So you could just follow us on Instagram. We post our episodes, our little Real Housewives recaps on Instagram. And then they also go live on YouTube. So that's that's how, all she wrote for today. So follow me on TikTok, Instagram. I realize I never plug my own social media channels. If you guys are listening to the podcast every week, definitely follow me on Instagram so you could DM me when I do my Q&As and stuff. And then we do have a T-Tribe Facebook group that is a like small, close-knit group of women that just talk about like I don't know, like they plan meetups and they talk about boys and we talk about weight and we talk about dating profiles. Like it's just such a cool group of women. Um, So if you're interested in joining, everything is always linked in my bio.